Um, so basically the format is I'm going to go through uh, the Metaleon Society updates from last week. What have we been up to? And then I'm going to dive into the market updates, which was going to be, which is more holistic, like what's in overall happening in the market other than FTX that everybody's already covering. So um, let me jump right into it. So a lot of incredible things have happened over the past week. So uh, a couple days ago, we did our first Leon, well, not really first. We've done a few town halls. We've called them AMAs in the past, uh, where Alex Antonio, the co-founders, the two founders of the project, they sit down with the community and give a roundup of where things are, what they're excited about, and, and any questions that the community has. Um, so we did a Leon town hall. We thought it was perfect timing because uh, I used an analogy uh, with Alex, and I told him that, listen, um, project building and building an actual utility project with like a business around it in the NFT space, it's important to tell people that, hey, this is a marathon and not a sprint. So there's different phases to a marathon. Like number one to a marathon, it's like you basically have the first phase of the marathon where everybody's like super hyped, super excited. It's all starting. Uh, everybody wants to just run out of the gate and so hyped. That was the launch. That was the mint. Everybody was so hyped and excited. And then the bear market came. And that's the middle part of the marathon where everybody's like tired and it's hard to like get through that moment, you know, because you're 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 tired. Your uh, your lactic acid is coming up. You lose some concentration. You want to give up. But that is the time where you take a little bit of breather. You breathe. You show up and then you try to finish the marathon. So we're at the halfway point at this point. I see Runing down there. Welcome, fam. Uh, we just got started, so you haven't missed much. So we're pretty excited of where we are. So we did a Leon town hall. We had a good show up. We had a turnout of about 20 people, um, which is pretty good in the bear market, like people showing up live. We have problems with time zones sometimes because we have community all over the world, and they're all super active. So uh, we try to accommodate everybody. Uh, if you missed the town hall, please show up in Discord. Go to the announcements. It is all recorded. There's a YouTube video. There's part one and part two. Uh, so you should be able to get all the incredible updates. So they talked about a lot of stuff. Like they, they recently moved to Bali like last month. Um, and it's been an incredible journey for them, like working out from there because they had been stuck in their house for like eight months just cranking out the project, no sleep. Uh, so it's important to get some work-life balance. So they're getting that there. Uh, it was really nice to hear from them. And the work hasn't stopped. The work keeps going. And that's why we love decentralized development. Like the teams are all over the world. They're all being coordinated. And the work happens throughout all different time zones. That's the beauty of the space. Uh, they shared a lot about the platform. Uh, if you were lucky enough, uh, if you were there live, you were able to see some alpha on the actual crowdfunding platform, which we're building. And you were able to see some of the landing page details and the process and everything that's there. So uh, another thing that I wanted everybody to know that if you missed out on seeing some of the alpha, it's it's okay. We're so close to delivering that platform. We are pretty confident we should be able to launch the beta version by the end of the month. So the Leon holders, uh, community members that have been here for supporting us from the start, they get the first look at the platform. So if you missed out, that's okay. You will get the first preference in terms of getting access to the platform. So you can play around, take a look, all that fun jazz. Um, 
Okay, I talked about the platform, talked about the beta launch, and then I have. Uh, so Michelle Kanazinski, if you do not know who that is, uh, if you know that we're building a crowdfunding platform on Web3, Michelle is the CEO and founder of WeSeed, which was the second, actually the second crowdfunding platform built on Web2. And it's actually the largest crowdfunding platform in Europe. So over the last decade, that platform has raised $800 million. So Michelle Konozinski was kind enough at the start of the project that he signed a advisory role with us. So he's been working with us, providing his Web2 knowledge on this platform. And he is extremely excited about everything we're building. And what excited me the most is when Alex told us that there's a section on the on the crowdfunding platform we're building and our brand. As you know, it's called TCFX. It's uh, if you want to look at the branding, the logo, everything, it's on the announcement section. You should be able to take a look. Uh, we're pretty excited that he is going to be officially uh, mentioned on the website. So he's going to we're going to have a, a portrait of a photo of him and then also a testimony from him about the industry and about our product. And he's going to be listed as an official partner. So it's an incredible endorsement from such a legendary person in this industry and it's going to bring a lot of credibility to our platform as you all know that we believe in building things that are long lasting we believe in um, attention to detail and building something quality if you've looked at the collection if you looked at the rarity tool that we built out everything we've put out so far is top-notch like we try to exceed perfection and we always try to exceed what we promise so it's going to be the same thing with the platform and that's why michelle feels so confident in putting their brand behind this product so that's another incredible incredible alpha that i want to get a, give everybody that's listening live and people that are going to be listening to this uh after the recording all right talked about we see there and then um as you know, when you do tokenization, when you do crowdfunding through that stuff, uh, legal aspect of that stuff is extremely important. We have to be very, very careful with how we structure the company, how we, where we put our headquarters, stuff like that. So when we think about the business side of things, there's a lot of conversations that need to happen back and forth. Uh, so Alex and Antonio have been in touch with uh, law firm partners from multiple countries and multiple businesses that are involved in this industry of tokenization. Um, and they have had conversations the past few weeks uh, trying to understand everything that they need for us to be successful long term. Because we want to be here five to ten years and how you do that is be on the right side of the regulation. Uh, we obviously know that we cannot establish ourselves in the U.S. because the SEC hasn't put out any guidelines at all when it comes to tokenization, crypto, how does that work, any of that stuff. So in order to ensure that we can scale better, we do have to find a place that is most conducive to not just our business need, but also regulatory needs. Um, in all transparency, there's four countries in consideration right now, I think five, but um, the most important thing is the list of things that we need in terms of licensing and, uh, and, and regulatory details, those are flushed out week in and week out. So we're getting, we're making a lot of progress. We're still not super close to the end of it. Well, this is an ongoing thing that's gonna happen in the background for the coming weeks because 
regulations are something that takes time and we knew it's going to take time so we started early so it's all happening in parallel with developing our platform so we're not like sitting around and waiting for regulations and we have our platform ready and we just know where to start so that's kind of the mindset behind that stuff um community related stuff so i'm super 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 excited so people that have kept in touch with uh the trade group discussions or rumors not rumors really like it's something that has been in the works uh we have a have a select group of leadership within the community that stepped up to kick off the leadership uh that kicked off the trade groups uh plan for the metaleon family that's coming to fruition we officially do have as announced last week our two official trade groups that are going to start off the bat are going to be the pirates and the cowboys so in order to now launch those at a large scale to the community technically it's absolutely possible when uh, so everybody that has verified their leons on the discord with hoop were able to uh, get the data for attributes for the Leons that they hold so they can automatically be given their uh, their roles if they belong to a specific trade group. So if you have a Leon in your wallet that has traits of a pirate or of a cowboy, you will be able to see the role and the different Discord channels that are open to the two trade groups. A lot of stuff is going to happen. So we are going to officially have a launch party this week most probably i'm still finalizing between two times that we have with our leadership trade group and we're gonna have a party and what does the party bring you're gonna learn about where we're going with the trade groups and you're gonna learn about what are the different things that trade groups can do kind of things we can do in terms of collaborating with other trade groups and other projects that are our partners um like i was in a call uh yesterday with the lazy hats the lazy lions and we can we can do incredible things like there's trade groups and other incredible projects that we can partner with for events and for fun little spaces so you're gonna learn about what the vision is behind our trade groups so it'll get people excited about their trades and it'll get people excited about leons and their nfts so we're we're very hyped about this stuff so to make it even crazier what we're gonna be doing that i can guarantee you that there's gonna be a draw for everybody that's going to be present for the uh, launch party. So if you're going to be there at the launch party, again, I'll give you at least two days of notice. You will be entered into a draw to win either a pirate or a cowboy. Um, so that's, that's another opportunity for you to enter these incredible trade groups. And if you don't have one, I'm pretty sure once everything launches, you should be able to trade with some other person in the community who would be willing to give you a Leon if you want to join a trade group or find something on the floor. Um, again, it's a closed-in community. We're like a family, so um, it never hurts to reach out to people. So if you need to trade your Leon to get a get into a trade group, feel free to do that. So. Um, that's the trade group story. I am super excited. I will be there. And another alpha there is I'm pretty sure that Alex and Antonio are also going to be present for the trade group launch party. And what's going to happen that we might have a live poll to see which trade group Alex or Antonio should go into.
And it's pretty certain both of them are not going to go into the same trade group. So there's going to be some rivalry. Uh, so if you want, uh, if you want Alex to be in uh, the Pirates or Cowboys or Antonio in either one of those, you got to be there to vote. Um, so we are excited about that stuff there. Uh, the leadership team, uh, which again, incredibly thankful. Um, I know Runic's part of that um, here. I don't know if Dragoon, you're part of that. I know Sister Blockchain, you're you're part of that too. Um, basically, it's it's been an incredible journey. Um, it's it's uh, it's basically something being led by the community, and I love that because like I can only me as being the community manager and like. PR head, my job is to facilitate things like this and help the community lead efforts like this because trade groups are something much better done when it comes straight from the community because it shows the love that the people have uh, for that stuff. So uh, that is all I had on the trade group launch party front, front of things. And the last thing that I have for the project is if you've kept an eye on our poker uh, we did back two incredible projects for this month's poker. We've got uh, the Gothies, and then we've got the Generative Dungeons. So Generative Dungeons have a 8-bit game. It's like a dungeon game. It's like a puzzle dungeon game. And they have been working with us in the back end. Um, so if you've seen, the, there's five different legendary Leons. If you remember the Sorcerer Leon, the guy with the, with the veil and the yellow dress and like with the Sorcerer wand, uh, magic powers. So that guy is going to be in the game. Like you can play when you connect your wallet to play the game uh, with generative dungeons. We already got their NFT, so we own a level so we can customize it to however we want we can change the game like we can change settings everything so once we finalize everything we have received the video from them which has all the instructions to how to connect your wallet and how to play as you connect your wallet a special character will unlock for you and that character is going to be the legendary uh, Leon that they converted to 8-bit. It looks incredible. So we are super hyped about this partnership. If you remember, on the gaming side of things, we already partnered with Ninetales, which has an incredible card game platform. And they let all the Leon holders as a partner project enter their alpha and be able to contest for a prize pool of $50,000. So anybody that was able to go into their platform, connect their wallet, play with their uh, play uh, as a partner, you were able to accumulate some points and you can redeem those points for mystery boxes. And the mystery boxes have NFTs, cash prizes, stuff like that. So um, I played it. It was pretty cool. And I really like the graphics and everything, the interaction. So we're very excited about this partnership with Generative Dungeons as well. We're going to do some more stuff with them in the future. So there is that. Um, quickly diving into market updates, and then we'll open up the floor for Q&A and discussions. Uh, markets, again, just doing its thing. There's a little up today, but overall just down because of all the craziness with FDX and the uh, all the issues going on in the market with lack of liquidity. Um I'll start off with the bad news and move on to the good stuff. Uh, the only news outside of FTX that was bad was BlockFi, which FTX invested in and opened a credit line for them. I think it was like $500 million or something. 
the challenge there is they uh, they file for bankruptcy because FDX collapsed. So the person bailing them out when they collapsed, so they had to collapse. So it's kind of sad that BlockFi got wrapped up in this stuff and they have to file for bankruptcy. Um, interesting news update outside of this, uh, MasterCard, Wells Fargo, Citigroup, and uh, some other big banks are kind of working on a digital dollar pilot program with the New York Fed. So I'm hearing a lot of people in the industry not being happy with this and concerned that it was going to be centralized and all that stuff. Uh, well, this is not a surprise that these these pilots are going on because if you remember, the Fed released a a white paper, a research paper, sometime I think it was sometime early this year, uh, where it was a white paper asking asking the stakeholders, which were generally uh, market participants like general retail, and then it was mostly geared towards uh, these financial big financial companies and banks. So from reading that, I could tell that they know that they cannot launch their own CDBC, CBDC because then U.S. is going to go down the path of China. And we all know that China has the CDBC that China is running is a, controlled by the government. And when you have such an incredible centralized CDBC, you know that the government is going to use that data against its people. It's just how it works. It's like... They already control your information. Now they control your money digitally. So if you don't, if they don't like something about you, it's quite possible they can freeze your bank account and there's nothing you can do about it because everything's digital. Good news was the U.S. at least understands that they don't want to do what China's doing. But again, the last thing you want to do is trust politicians. But at the same time, you can expect that if a CDBC, well, it's not an if, it will come. When a CDBC comes into the U.S., <clears throat> it's going to be a partnership between the government and the private sector. And it's been like that for a lot of things, space programs with NASA and SpaceX and the Amazon company that does space stuff. <clears throat> so it's a good and bad thing. Bad thing, it's a CDBC, so there will be a level of control and censorship involved. Uh, I don't know how bad it's going to get. I'm not going to get too dystopian because, again, that's that will be a false alarm. We just have to sit and watch how this plays out and what the results of these pilots are. And these pilots are being done with test data. There's nothing live. So these are just like sandbox tests that they're doing. And the, these tests are going on all around the world. The... Uh, the UK is doing that. Uh, a lot of Asian countries are doing that. So it just expect a lot of countries in the next five years to come out with their CDBC. So they're all going to learn from each other. They're all going to understand what's working, what's not working. Uh, so I'm not really worried about that. So uh, the exciting opportunity that comes out of that is it creates a lot of like mass awareness about crypto. Because when they know about CDBCs, they will know that these are stable coins. They know that there's things that we can invest in using these CDBCs. And on-ramp and off-ramps, excuse me, on-ramps and off-ramps, I think, are going to be um, a lot easier when you think about CDBCs. It's going to be a lot easier for the average Joe uh, to open up their phone app with their bank account and be able to buy Bitcoin, which is a lot harder right now because then you have to install a third-party app and half of the people don't want to do that because these exchanges are going insolvent. 
so when you're able to do that stuff with larger organizations, as you know, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, Fidelity, BlackRock, uh, BNY Mellon, a lot of these giant organizations with trillions of dollars in management are getting into crypto. So don't you think they're they're incentivized for people for them they're incentivized to create on and off ramps for people to get into crypto? So it's just good for us. More liquidity in the market means more trust because the only time people lose trust is when there's a bank run and people can't get their money out. When the industry is big enough, bank runs are less likely to happen. If you look at any of your banks out there, like the large banks, US Bank or uh, JP Morgan, Wells Fargo, any of these banks, these are so big that even if people in the US coordinated a, like people in all the states combined coordinated a bank run on one specific bank, they'll still be able to come up with enough cash to bail themselves out. Like even though they run on the same principles that FTX uh, works on. So it's the same problem, but they're a lot bigger. So when the crypto market gets a lot bigger, and when I say a lot bigger, I'm not talking 1 trillion, 2 trillion, 3 trillion. I'm talking at least 10 trillion, which I think the crypto market's going to get to in the next 5 to 10 years as the adoption goes parabolic and regulations on the second hand uh, start getting more clear, more money is going to flow in. So pretty excited about that stuff. Uh, that is kind of a good segue into Circle. So Circle, if you know, is the parent company that controls the USDC stablecoin across multiple chains. Um, they launched an integration program. Uh, they have a set of APIs that they launched, which will let people integrate USDC settlements on with Apple Pay. Um, so why is this important? Again, mass adoption. There's a ton of people that use Apple Pay. They have Apple phones. They have Apple devices. Uh, sometimes you use the watch. Sometimes you tap your phone. It's kind of great. It integrates USDC as a stable coin, which, again, it's the most, I, I can't say most secure, but the most stable stable coin out there right now. I can't talk about uh, Tether at all, USDT, because they keep, going back and forth with the regulators about their uh, their assets that are backing the token. So uh, there's still some stuff that's shady over there, so I can't really tell. Um, so yeah, this is exciting. Apple Pay integration, again, good for the industry, good for mass adoption, and good for the average person to get into uh, crypto without knowing they're using crypto, which is the best form of adoption. Um, the last piece of news, which I'm ex extremely excited about, which went under the radar, a lot of people didn't hear about this, again, with the noise of FTX. <coughs> uh, Ripple, which is the financial company that uses the XRP ledger to facilitate cross-border payments, uh, they have partnered with MFS Africa. If you want to go to tr uh, if you want to go to Twitter, and type MFS underscore Africa, you can find their account. So MFS Africa is the largest mobile payment gateway in Africa. Um, so the why is this news important? Why is this essential? And why should you know about this? Africa holds 70% of the world's $1 trillion mobile money market. So if you know a lot of African countries, people use uh, mobile mobile infrastructures for payments like rather than banks and it's worked incredible for the past 10 years and it's it's very efficient it's great 
So this company is partnering with Ripple to use their on-demand liquidity. They call it ODL. And why is it called on-demand liquidity? A quick 101 on what this product does. Uh, so when you when you transfer money abroad, what happens and why it takes three to five days, your money doesn't directly go from your bank to the other bank in the other country. It takes a lot of intermediaries, like sometimes multiple intermediaries, to hold certain amount of money in their account for the whole transaction. And in order to facilitate that, they they don't really move the money. They just add or subtract the amount from their bank balance and kind of move that like that. So um, it's not really a transfer of value. It's more like using their existing assets to facilitate your transaction. So what happens when you do that is when you have a bank that supports cross-border payments, you have to hold a certain amount of money in your bank that sits there and does nothing. So when you look at inflation in a lot of countries, people lose a lot of money due to inflation. And imagine these banks that have billions of dollars just sitting in the bank to facilitate cross-border payments. They can't use it for anything else, cannot invest it. It needs to be liquid. So it kind of is a loss for them. So what on-demand liquidity does, it locks up that, that, that it's called the Nostro and Vostro accounts. It unlocks that amounts that's sitting in these banks and in these companies that they need to facilitate cross-border payments. And it uses XRP as the token to facilitate those transactions. So what it does is instead of your transaction taking three to five days, now your transaction takes three to five minutes and it's done. And over the ledger, that transaction takes less than 20 seconds. It's the, it's the on and off ramps that take a few minutes. And what that does is not only do you get your cash when you want it within minutes, second, you are protected from the fluctuations in the market over a couple of days. Third, you now can unlock from the business side of things. You can unlock your funds and use that money that you locked up for cross-border payments for other stuff. So not only does it save money for the consumer and the provider, it also opens up opportunity for the business to use that money elsewhere and grow their business. So when Ripple goes into Africa and literally changes the plumbing of their back end and puts in a cryptocurrency and blockchain at the back end of that stuff, don't you think other people are going to notice the difference? And don't you think they're going to notice how much money they're saving and how good this is for them? It's all mass adoption. It's like changing the plumbing of the existing financial system without the people realizing. The people using the app for MFS Africa, they wouldn't care. They wouldn't know what happened. They just, they'll just see that their transactions are going through faster. They don't need to know what's happening. They don't need to know what XRP is. They don't need to know what the ledger is, what, what a blockchain is. They just know that their, their money is reaching where they want it to reach faster and cheaper. That's all they care about. Um, so with that, that was kind of the last news update I had. Again, as you notice, I spotlighted a lot of positive news in the industry, even though the market is crazy bad. Things are going down. Everybody's sad. Everybody's just... Uh, hoping crypto just goes down to zero and we can get over with this. According to Bitcoin uh, arbitrary, uh, I think Bitcoin has died 455 times. This would be the 456th time that it has died. So clearly it's not going to die. It's not something that will go to zero. Uh, but people keep like keep beating the old drum like this is going to happen. Everything's going to fall. It's just a way for people to capitulate you and everybody else and including me like all the retail so that they can get your crypto for cheap 
and then sell it back to you in a couple years for double the price or triple the price, right? Uh, so don't give in to mass media. Don't give in to all the craziness. Stay abreast. Keep yourself updated on what's going on, but don't get caught up in too much of the negativity because it keeps your eyes away from the real prize, which is the S industry, which is growing on a daily basis.